0: Hello everybody, it's August 17th and you are listening to The Least Woke Man in America. Normally I do multiple segments with different topics on this show, as most of you know, but given the last 48 to 72 hours, the primary focus is going to be on Afghanistan, as you can imagine. My goal in the first segment here is just to try to give you the best possible overview of what took place over the last 20 years, and I'll be brief. And why it's important. And how it plays into what happened yesterday. Um, Of course, everybody, well not everybody, but maybe some young people don't know, but everybody has a general idea of what took place. September 11, 2001, terrible terrorist attacks. Certainly not the first terrorist attacks on America by Islamic jihadists. But the most successful and the most deadly. 3,000 people dead between New York City, the Pentagon, and the flight that crashed in Pennsylvania. The attacks were planned and carried out by Al-Qaeda. So eventually, the Bush administration, actually pretty quickly, realized it was done by Al-Qaeda that Osama bin Laden and the other leaders of Al-Qaeda were hiding in Afghanistan. That led to the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan, the war in Afghanistan, where many Taliban and Al-Qaeda fighters were killed year after year. Now, we didn't kill... Bin Laden into the Obama administration. And to me, given the level of sophistication of our military and our allies' military who was helping the European countries, that shows what an effective hiding place Afghanistan is for terrorist groups, for militant jihadists. And as part of this overview, overview, let's talk about the word jihadist or jihad because that's important, because we are still technically the targets of a jihad. I think a lot of us have forgotten that. And one of the reasons we've forgotten that is because we've been so successful over the last 20 years from preventing more attacks. Don't by any means think that jihad is over, that the Muslims love us, especially after having Obama for president, that we had Barack Hussein Obama, who I do not think is a Muslim, but he was our president. because all that's played out or because so much time has gone on that we are no longer in the bullseye of jihad that is not correct and just a reader's digest version of what jihad is jihad in islam means struggle struggle now depending on the version or the interpretation of the quran that the individual muslim has or the group of that they're in within is the sect that they're in within Islam is how that's interpreted On one extreme interpretation which is where all of our problems come from in this area is the most fundamental literal version of that which means jihad is struggle within within the person as far as against their sin and evil but also in the world against infidels against non-believers that is part of the struggle of Islam is to deal with and kill the infidels now I don't know if I'm allowed to say that because now we live in America where tolerance is more important than the truth so what I just said might be considered intolerant even though it's true so the court the question becomes if you can't even talk about your enemies who want to kill you accurately what what uh, direction are you going what hope is there for that country that's a whole different subject but you might want to think about that so but not all Muslims are that way there's different interpretations some of them view jihad as purely internal the same way Christians talk about their struggle with sin their struggle against the flesh or in Buddhism they talk about you know the struggle against the ego and the self so there are other liberal moderate versions of Islam that interpret that way for example you don't hear about Moroccan terrorist groups Morocco is a Muslim country you don't hear about Indonesian terrorist groups even though there are militant sects within those country, they don't dominate the country like is going to take place now in Afghanistan so the question is why Afghanistan why do they all go there and why are they probably going to go there again now that we have pulled out because in Afghanistan it's virtually impossible to have a central strong federal government the reason why is it's still a tribal country People have much, much more allegiance to their tribe than they do of any government over there. The borders, for the most part, were were drawn by white people who had no respect for the tribes, like in a lot of countries. Um, Not disrespect, but you know what I'm saying. They just arbitrarily came up with boundaries, but those boundaries do not say much about the country. It's a tribal country that's very incapable of having a central government, which makes it obviously like a paradise for Islamic terrorist, It's close to the Middle East, relatively. There's places to hide in the mountains with the terrain. It's very unsophisticated, etc. So the reason this is also important is because I know you could sit at a bar in this country and there'll be some guy that says, I don't know why the hell we're over there. I don't know why we're in that goddamn shithole in the first place. We got enough problems at home, blah, 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 blah. I understand all that. And there's more libertarian types, like the junior senator from Kentucky, Dr. Rand Paul, who I love on so many issues. But with foreign policy, he becomes more libertarian like his father, where it's more we just need to focus on home and ignore a lot of problems around the world. That is so temptuous. It sounds so great on the surface, but that is not the world we live in. We couldn't even make that work in the 1930s, which is why we end up in World War II. And think about how much different the world is between travel and technology and weapons systems now compared to that. So that does not work. It doesn't work. So, Afghanistan, whether we like it or not, is an important country for our national defense. And it's painful to say it's so far away, we can't relate to it. It's just ridiculous. I understand all that. The point is, when you have a country that cannot sustain its own central government and is a breeding ground for terrorists and you are in the bullseye called jihad of that terrorist group, you have to do something. Now think about what we were doing. We were helping a stalemate between the Afghani army and the Taliban. General Thomas Keene on Fox News gave a great, excellent overview of all this on Neil Cavuto yesterday. We were supporting a stalemate. That's the best we could do. Our 25 to 3,500 troops, our air power and drones, the 350,000 Afghani troops, which we spent a freaking fortune training an army, were at a stalemate. They've lost up to 50,000 people the Afghani army over the years. I didn't realize that. I felt bad afterward for making fun of them so much. Uh, side note, the reason they gave up so much in the last couple of weeks is because Biden killed the air support. That's why Leon Panetta... Obama's Secretary of Defense and Obama's leader of the CIA yesterday said this is Biden's Bay of Pigs and he needs to apologize. That's how bad the situation is for Biden. And is right. I was calling it a Bay of Pigs and Saigon combined two days when it first happened. He killed the air support. The Afghanis gave up, even though they've lost 50,000 guys and they were sustaining a stalemate, which is the best we could do. There's no way they were going to win. There's no way we were going to send hundreds of thousands of our own people in to beat the Taliban. A stalemate was the best we could do with our troops on the ground, keeping an eye to the extent possible over there and keeping an eye to prevent it from becoming a hotbed again. That was the strategy. Now, mainly out of politics, mainly even with Trump, it sounded good to pull everybody out of there. It was a knee-jerk reaction. And unfortunately... I think we're going to pay for it. You know, I was talking to a, a friend of mine yesterday, he had a great point. The wording with this stuff is everything to the American public when you get into something like this. Because if you do a poll and you say, uh, do you support the withdrawal of U.S. troops after 20 years in Afghanistan, 80% of the people say yes, absolutely. Now if you say, do you support American, a small number of American troops in Afghanistan? So, we can stabilize the country and build schools and women can read and write and have jobs. Obviously, the number reverses 80% approve of it. All right. So, it was all how this was explained to the American people that I'm afraid led to where we are. Now, that was the decision to pull out. Let's not, you know, let's be honest, was Trump's. But I don't care if people can make fun of me for being a Kool Aid drinker, a sycophant, whatever. This would not have transpired this way under Trump. It just wouldn't have. Yesterday was, I'm 43 years old, one of the biggest American embarrassments of my lifetime. It was terrible. It was poorly planned. Uh, To his credit, Marco Rubio went on Hannity last night. Now, Rubio, of course, is on the Senate Intel Committee. And he made it crystal clear. The intelligence community warned Biden about this. The Pentagon was warning Biden about this. The reason this is so important, it is the normal Washington playbook to immediately throw the intelligence agencies and the military under the bus. So Rubio and hopefully there's others that come forward say no. Biden and I think Tony Blinken too, that goofy Secretary of State we have now. If you look at him on those TV shows yesterday, he looked like he had saw God. He was so terrified. Uh, I think the two of them got their heads together. Maybe and I'm sure others as well. Overrode the military. Because based on what I've read and heard, the military and the CIA warned last week by the number of abandonments they were seeing in the Afghani army there was big problems transpiring. So if there was big problems transpiring, why didn't the evacuation start sooner? Why was there so much chaos yesterday? Do you know we have 6,000 troops in there, or, or will, in the next couple of days? There was 2,500 when we announced the exit. That's the level of uh, failure that has taken place here. This is a disaster. So, and um, there's so many more elements to the story that we'll go into. But the idea, I hear some people saying, oh, well, we might have to go back in there. I mean, the other story for me yesterday was China's reaction to this. First of all, you need to know China and Russia have not evacuated their embassies. That's the level of collusion taking place between Russia and Russia. China so now that the Taliban possibly it's not in stone become a Chinese ally or maybe allies too strong but friends um, how does that play out if we do need to do things there in the future if we do need to send drones does China because they have certainly have the technology do they give the Taliban a heads-up it's just a different world than 20 years ago I really believe that I really think once a country becomes friends with China or Russia but especially China and China is helping them militarily. Um, how does that hamper our ability to send drones and stealth planes and everything else over there? Without, you know, Once they get a heads up, they're on the way. You, you, you've lost it. You've completely lost the element of surprise over there. And so there's just so much to take into account. Um, it was a failure, but again, Afghanistan, as much as we don't like to admit it, is an important country and I know Biden in his grotesque pathological uh, speech yesterday mentioned that it's where c- empires go to die it's called the country empires go to die okay that's based on the idea like the Soviet Union we were trying to take the country over we weren't that we were sending you know 10 like Vietnam tens of thousands more troops having hundreds of thousands stationed there You send them in, they get all killed. We have to send more in because we're trying to take it over. Not close. Not even close. That sounded cute in the speech. I'm not trying to sound like a prick. I'm sure a lot of people nod their heads up and down, which is why the speech writer put it in there. And it sounded great. But if you really think it through from a historical standpoint, it's, it's not even close to reality. That speech yesterday, see, I, you don't even know with Biden. He, he's been a career politician, despite his dementia and senility. He might have read that for the first time when it was on the teleprompter. One of those little trolls behind the scenes might have wrote it. I don't know. You know, they, he might have read it and got back on the helicopter to Flight David, and they stuck an IV in him and put him back in formaldehyde for the next couple of weeks until they had to pop him back out again, and that was it. I don't know. But if it was, if he did have input, which is more likely the case, I'm just kind of kidding around about him You know, just reading it for the first time, we saw a very scary side of Joe Biden, which frankly probably other people in D.C. have seen over the years. He blamed everybody under the sun and then used to plagiarize, which he's good at plagiarizing. He did that at Syracuse University Law School back in his 20s, plagiarized Harry Truman's quote without mentioning him about the buck stops here. It was the craziest thing, I mean... The Afghani's fault, the other president's fault, everybody else's fault, and then the buck stops with me. It was a joke, and the, and the next day, in the hill of all places, are, has a poll from Tracklefar. You know, I and of course the lefties listening to this Tracklefar. <laughs> you, you mean you mean that that you know, crazy Trump loving polling group? Whatever. Seventy um, percent of the American public disapproves how uh, Biden handled it. And magically, right around the same time, guess what? Food stamps are going to expand by 25%. But that's a whole different story. Uh, no, kidding. But I, I will say this, though. Given the failure of this, don't be surprised if the Washington money spigot is turned on full force here in the next couple of weeks. Evictions, unemployment, food stamps, anything, anything to, to turn the tide as far as the polls. They'll use Delta as a cover-up But it's all for damage control for what's taken place in the last 48 hours. So it's a mess. And um, it's a disturbing mess because you really get the feeling, and I've I've talked to other people about this, with him getting back on that helicopter and obliviously just taking off back to a vacation, you can't wonder if anybody is flying the plane in this country right now. And... If you look out, you know, if you have a more grounded view of internet as the world that we live in as far as Russia and China and the shrewd, tough, smart enemies that we have. And then you look at what took place in Afghanistan, who we have in the White House, who we have in the Vice Presidency, who our Speaker of the houses I mean, you have got, you're a fool if you, you, there's not some type of high level of concern in your being about all this. So now let's talk about the role the left has played in all this. I mean, before we had the, just a the traditional Democratic Party and some far-left idiots. Now, of course, we have the woke left, which is more dangerous than anything we've ever probably faced in this country internally. Except for maybe the communists, which they kind of border on communists. When the terrorist attacks first took place, and I remember this. I was in my 20s. I lived in the New York area. I've always studied current events. Everybody was on the same page for a good couple of weeks, a month or so. And then the crazies started to come out. Now, the crazies went full speed during the Iraq War, but I'm not even getting to that yet. There were situations, and I kid you not, Google Ward Churchill, that crazy professor in Colorado, who, as usual, empathized with the people that attacked us. Now, it could not be more clear that in their scriptures, in the Quran, you are to attack, based on certain interpretations, infidels. But it still turned into, it was America's fault, for oppression, for economic oppression, for race, the normal litany that we always have to deal with. I mean, think about this, I mean, they, we were lectured, remember the empathy, the great teachers of empathy came along. And they taught us that we really need to understand that in the minds of the jihadists flying those planes in was the same level of heroism as us like invading Normandy. Well, last time I checked, when those boats at Normandy, when the soldiers came off and some of them drowned, first of all, before they even got off, between their equipment and the water that they were in, all right? They drowned. They were shot. Got on the beach and faced professional, trained, armed German soldiers. Okay, not innocent civilians. So right off the bat, you know, with this leftist, they were right off the bat. They were wrong. But there's so many. Uh, you have to be careful with leftists because, because they're emotional, the stuff they come up with. There's always the emotional knee-jerk reaction, all of us, even myself t- sometimes have, where you nod your head and say, oh, that's a decent point. But that's the problem. You have to go a step further. Like I mentioned before about the Afghanistan situation, it's easy like to listen to the guy at the bar and say it's thousands of miles away. It's a waste of money. we got problems at home and nod your head up and down. On the surface, always sounds great, just like communism. But you think it through. It's like the whole, well... And they can do it in a way where they think they're enlightening you without realizing they sound like a foolish, shallow, somewhat scary nutcase. And so we had the empathizers, where, again, it was America's fault. Oh, because we're building, Amer- you know, McDonald's and Starbucks in the, in the Middle East. That's why they flew planes into uh, the World Trade Center. Create, you know, it's ridiculous. They, it's same concept as the communists. In communism, in raw communism, it does not work. It is believed it doesn't work until the whole world is on the same page. It's right in their documents. Ronald Reagan greatly increases military spending. Realizes we need to wait Soviet Union off the war. Uh, Earth, maybe he spent too much money, but he wanted to bankrupt them. Because he understood it was spreading. Their goal is to spread it. They're they're waving a flag. You know, it's like Hitler telling everybody in Mein Kampf, here's the playbook, no one's hiding from it. And they still turn it into somehow it's our fault. So we had empathizers all the way back then. And that does not help our cause whatsoever um it's it it, you know it's it's scary stuff so where have they been during all this I mean Obama to his credit a democratic president of all people you know when really everything was collapsing for us in Afghanistan we had lots of casualties the the polls for the support for the war were terrible he did a surge he incorrectly pulled everybody out of Iraq which led to ISIS uh, taking over half the country and we had to go back in and fix it but he did the surge in Afghanistan with Petraeus. Uh, And we were able to stabilize everything, much to the uh, big-time criticism of his own party. And so the left, you know, yesterday was just a crowning achievement for left-wing obliviousness when it comes to this entire situation. And to add to it, last night, I was watching, um, I was right in the belly of the white conservative male patriarch beast i was l- watching sean hannity newt gingrich was on there i'm talking pure puke fest if, if for the leftist they another uh analyst i think his last name was hoffman and of course at the same time uh i was watching o'reilly on the first i know i'm the only 70 year old in america a person under 70 who still loves bill o'reilly but you know there's I, I love his books. I love his style, and that's just the way it is. But, and so O'Reilly, what, what's interesting here is three right-leaning white males, and all three of them with a serious look of concern on their face. It wasn't, you know, because it's not because Shrewd They just say it because they feel they need to say it to kind of pepper what they have to say with human stuff, so they don't fall into the normal stereotype of type of white males who are just oblivious to everything. No, it's was genuine concern. They all mentioned on two different stations what the women in Afghanistan are about to endure. And it was so true, and I couldn't help but think, where are the feminists right now in this country? Has there been a statement from now? Has there been a statement from Me Too? If... Someone heard what I said earlier about jihad and killing non-believers and how it's in the Quran. If I was some big, you know, huge million hits a day podcast, listeners a day podcaster, it could be on the news. Because it sounds so mean and intolerant. The left would be all over it. But where are they right now when women in Afghanistan... I read just a couple of days before Kabul fall in different provinces, some of them who worked at banks were ripped out of the banks. Their jobs are over. They're back to wearing burkas again. Where's Jane Fonda? She was spitting on the troops when they came home. Our American troops from Vietnam. Has she said anything about this Afghanistan situation? So it's really, um, you know, a sick mess. You mentioned Mike Pence, and they all light up like Christmas trees. All of them, the whole crazy group. Fonda, Behar. Barbara Streisand, you, you, name, you name them, but I don't see where they're, uh, and God only knows they always have remarks to about the US military which is the greatest bulwark in the world against the jihad that we're talking about here. It, 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 you see the twisted thinking here. It, it, none of it makes any type of sense and the unfortunate thing is the lack of strategic thinking um, the lack of planning, it, it, well actually I shouldn't say the lack of planning because the military I really believe did have plans in place. I mean, think about it, think how fast, even though uh, I don't think it, I think it was a contingency plan, they had the troops out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina, I believe it was either in the middle of the night last night or today flying to Afghanistan. So they had a more, Grounded view of what the hell was going on over there than obviously Biden did. They have those guys ready, those troops, men and women, ready to go. Um, so there's just a lot to take into account here, and this is not over yet. The, you know, the, yesterday on Fox News they were playing clips of the late great Charles Krauthammer multiple times over the last uh, the last seven or eight years of his life. He said the Taliban think in terms of years not weeks and months years and it's amazing 20 years later they are back in the driver's seat over there and to think that uh, that jihad that that is that deeply instilled in them that by any means it's going to go away is just an absolute Fallacy. So, and I'm not even going to say. I hope I am wrong. I know. I know I'm not wrong on this. And God bless our troops who went over there and got killed and have PTSD now and lost limbs and can't function in reality. Because as I said before, I think we're going to find out the hard way. Right now, you know, like I said, it it, it is a connotation. that was all a waste, and uh, we have nothing to show for it. No, I I think we're going to find out that during those 20 years. We absolutely did have something to show for it. We absolutely did have something to show for it, and because something bad is going to come out of that country without any type of American and European influence on that country. based on what I've heard, um, our allies, even the European countries wanted to stay in Afghanistan. Now you can make the case, of course, well why didn't they stay on their own? And there's a lot of truth to that. They shouldn't these are first world. Uh, economies, or countries with big economies, big militaries, they shouldn't need us, but they wanted to, when we pulled out, they all pulled out. So, we'll see what happens in the future, but we have to um, face reality, that this is far from over, and yet, what happened yesterday was an absolute national embarrassment.